0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
2: Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. I'm your host, Sean Linda, and we have a very special edition today. I'm with my f- friends, brethren, students from Good Shepherd Services. I've been teaching this course for the last five years, I think, or so, and this is the final class of with the students I've been teaching for the last eight weeks. Had I known they had this beautiful podcast studio, we would have had all eight of our episodes on this, on this, in this podcast. But last but not least, we're going to do our final class today, and we're going to record it. And put it on our show. Two Black Guys of Good Credit. So I'm welcoming Good Shepherd Services to Two Black Guys of Good Credit. Welcome. Yay. Um, we can do a quick name. Everybody want to say their names quickly, real quick.
3: Sure. sure. Sean. Sean. Hi, I'm Nathaniel. I'm David. Jaden. I'm
4: Gabriel.
3: I'm Diego. Sharia. Joey
2: the door. Irma in the back and Ben on the mic up front. (laughs) So our last class is usually the wrap-up class and we're going to talk a little bit about personal branding and since we're recording we've got all these great students in the class everybody's got to participate give their input it's not going to be about just me um, preaching. So what is a personal brand? Who can help me out? What does it say up there?
5: Personal branding is the practice of people marketing themselves as careers as, and their careers as brands.
2: Exactly. So what does that mean, like a personal brand? I think, like, for example, this morning with my son, I like to give him, uh, since he's off from college, every day I give him a list of things that he has to get done. And I pay him, like, not a lot, but I pay him. And, like, for example, his, his accomplishment, his task today was to clean the windows, I showed him how to clean the windows. And actually, that's why I was running late because I got so frustrated with him because I showed him how to clean the windows, but they didn't come out clean. And his excuse was, well, Dad, I'm doing them just like how you taught me how to do them. And I said to him, so if I taught you how to do a layup in basketball, but you kept missing, is that a layup? <laughs> exactly. So I was trying to say, like, you are a brand. I said to him, you have to re- your work has to reflect you <laughs> and how you do things. Just because I'm teaching you how to clean windows and because you're following my instructions and they're not coming out clean, doesn't mean, because he, he had this task yesterday and they're still dirty. And his argument was, I'm doing exactly what you're telling me to do. And I'm like, once again, if I showed you how to make a layup in basketball, but you, don't fit, but you keep missing, you're not, doesn't mean you're not following my instructions. You have to get it right. And that's all about branding, like taking value in what you do, you know, taking pride in what you do, like everything you leave, should be a reflection of you as your personal brand so some of the things that you have to think when it comes to branding is like you know what are your values and this happens and this is going to happen a lot throughout life like figuring out people are going to ask you to do things and it could be simple things and they don't reflect your values you may have religious values you may have personal values and and because this is your boss somebody you look up to you're going to think that it may be okay to do, but it goes against your values. Can, you know, can anybody you know, give me an example of what I'm talking about? And we're going to pass the mic. The mics? Example. What values do you have? What are things that are part of your value system? Like I say someone's telling you to work, come to work every day, don't brush your teeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. is, brushing, is hygiene part of your value system? Exactly, so would you push back? Of course. What would you say? No, it's gross. <laughs> and so, give me another example. Give me a real life example of something that anybody had an experience where like, they had to like, it, it was questioning their values.
5: So, so um, I started working, and they wanted me to work on Saturday, mm-hmm. but I recognized that day as my Sabbath, so I told them I couldn't work on that day. And what happened? And let, um, let me not work on Saturday. So,
2: part of your branding is your religious beliefs and your background, and you're going to stay true to that. And that's part of your brand. And also, it's part of your brand or your interests. You know, what things are interesting it doesn't mean sometimes, too, and people get it like conflicted. For example, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for a lot of years, and I've seen people in my personal circle see what I'm doing, and then they're saying, like, you know, I want to find my purpose. It's always a big thing. I want to find my purpose. I want to know what my purpose is in life. And the thing about purpose, and it um, sometimes people conflict, they cross-mix purpose and, like, job and entrepreneurship. Sometimes they don't go fit in the way you expect it to fit, like this perfect puzzle. Because I never started life, my life dream as a teenager kid, hang it out, be like, oh, I want to ship boxes. Oh, I want to open up a shipping company. Oh, and then from there, I'm going to teach kids financial literacy. And I'm also going to buy real estate, and I'm going to be lifting heavy bags of compound, and I'm going to be lifting bags of paint, and I'm going to be arguing with tenants. That, that's my life goal. I think people have to understand your purpose can coincide with what you're doing in life. But you have to kind of make it work. You have to mold it and put it together. It's not like, some people have this belief, and then it costs them a lot of years and a lot of lost revenue, lost money, because they're saying, like, I'm not fulfilling my purpose. I'm not doing my purpose. This is not my purpose. This is not my purpose. But they're not understanding. You kind of have to let life, you guide life, but let it direct you in a sense where you're finding your purpose within what you do. Because, you know, I'd love to be a lot of other things and sh- being shipping, but I've made it work for me. You know, I've made it work for me. I'm able to make it work for make a living, and it feels like when from the outside, oh, you're living your dream or you're doing things that you love to do, but it's not necessarily true. You know, I'm doing things that help me do the things that I want to do, like help me to be here. And I think you have to always put those things together and understand how the, how life works and how the mix works. Like go for, your, and, and I think your purpose and your interest is always like a moving target. It's never, things change. Like we're moving into a world of AI. If you're not accepting AI into your scope of thought when it comes to your career, you're gonna be dated very quick. You're gonna get frustrated very quick. They keep saying anything you read. AI is revolutionary. This is the biggest revolutionary since since before. they even calling it a bigger revolution since com- before computers. Like this is like big time. What we're going through this revolutionary where they saying AI is going to affect everything that we do in every way and every forms and fashion of life. And if you're trying to sit, you know, even artists like painters now, you can you can create AI can create a painting from a paintbrush. And program and do the same artwork that an artist can do. So if you're not thinking like, if you're thinking like, well, it's not going to affect my career choices, it's not going to be a part of my life, then you're going to miss out. You're going to miss that, and you're going to be sitting in this, this dated world. A world without AI is a dated world now. So, give me an example of something. What what comes to your mind as to what I am talking about? You're, you, I, what I think I love. You always absorb what I'm saying. So what are you thinking? Yes, you.
4: Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, an example of what being? Just tell me what's going through your mind after what I just did. I mean, basically that the world's always changing and that you need to adapt to it every time. Cause if you don't, you're just going to get left behind. And if you don't continuously keep adapting to the new things that are coming up, it's going to make you struggle more in life rather than help you out. It's not going to give you an advantage and you should take all the advantages you can get if possible at all.
2: Oh my God, that's perfect. You didn't want to speak? Exactly, go ahead Yeah, um, what I got from what you were saying, especially with purpose is
5: not every day you're gonna wake up and, and do something that yeah, um, is within your, um, this is what my purpose is in life. This is this is gonna make me happy. Not every job you're gonna do is gonna make you happy. And that's where um I think discipline comes in, right? You get up every day consistently, work hard, at whatever you're trying to build because you know in the future that's going to in terms of entrepreneurship whatever business you're building on is going to give you time in the future to pursue your passion or pursue your whatever you want to do in life and I think people need to understand that not every day you're going to wake up and be motivated to get the job done and either way it has to it has to be done.
2: Exactly. Like any given day, like I have my work van is outside to me today, right now. I drove in with my work van because I had to go deliver some art this morning. But any given day, I'm lifting 300 pound barrel, 300 pound bins, and I'm not looking at it as like, oh my god, it's serving a purpose. I complete this task, it brings in revenue, helps me pay a bill, helps me grow. I deliver this uh, from delivering art. I've been invited now. I I just you know, I I love art, so wherever and I like buying art directly from the artist. You know. So every time I'd buy something, I'd bring it to this guy to get framed. And I believe in, like, if you're giving me good service and you're doing good by me, I'm going to consistently serve you. And from working, from going to this artist over years, like, I mean, over 10, 12 years, and he see me come in one time with my van, he started giving me art to deliver throughout Manhattan. From delivering the art to high-end galleries, the galleries, the curators are like, oh, you deliver art? We need you to bring this art to Philly. We need you to get this art to D.C. We need you to get this art to L.A. And it's grown. For me supporting his business and then him giving me business, I've been able to grow my business. And it's like one task at a time, you look at it. One job complete. And that's what I'm, I'm forced into my son is doing work with pride. Just because somebody tells you to like get this job done and you just do it and it's not done with pride, with your signature, with your personal brand. It's not going to help you move further. So you have to define, like, my brand is a brand, and I'm, not just, I'm just saying in general, my brand is a brand of, like, I'm going to, you know, a guy used to always tell me, it's not about, like, when I, get, when I commit to a job, I'm not thinking about the money anymore. I'm thinking about completing the task in a way that rep- represents me, you know, way that reflects my brand. And when you do something, you have to do something. Even even if, like, you're sweeping at a store, if you sweep, like, I had a guy that worked at my store, I mean, he would take two hours to clean my store. He would be going from every inch, every corner. He did it with such pride. And have you seen people that do work with pride? They go further. And, like you were saying, adjusting and adapting to the new environment that's happening, that's what brings success. Leaders and successful people Know how to adapt to change and never. I always say, you know, I get comfortable to get uncomfortable. What do I mean by that? You
3: gonna stop growing,
2: man? The man with all the exactly. So as soon as I see myself get comfortable, soon I'm like, oh, I got some money in the bank. I I get uncomfortable because it forces me to get comfortable again. I remember when I was like before I had kids and I was really buying flipping real estate. I would not furniture any place I bought. I just had a carpet. I slept on. The, you want to come by my house? We're gonna lie down. This, we're gonna you're gonna sit on this carpet. We're gonna lie on this carpet because why? I didn't want to get comfortable in the house. I didn't want to like it. I didn't want to fall in love with it. I just wanted to look at it as a purpose. And if somebody came with the right number, all I gotta do is roll up a carpet and I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know. And it kept me tough. <laughs> it kept me kept my mind sharp. If I put a big lazy couch, a big TV. I put all this beautiful stuff. I'm gonna be like, nah, I ain't going to damn place. I'm too comfortable. And I think at your age, your twenties, you gotta stay uncomfortable. You know, anybody in here have any kids? I ain't talking about the old guys. So my no <laughs> so point is, you have no kids, and basically, you may think you do, but your responsibility is very limited. Unless me, you may be taking care of your parents. I don't want to know if that's the situation. But you know, for the most part, if you have, if you're young, you'd be hungry. And you get uncomfortable. If you had a job, you get a job and you say, what do I need to get out of this job? What do I need to learn? And then once you get that, you move on. You find something else. And it could be within that job. It could be a growth opportunity. But you don't get comfortable in the position. You look for the next opportunity. And if your boss is not giving you an opportunity, what do you do? You move on. You pivot. And it may not be for more money, but it could be for more opportunity, right? For better growth, better opportunity. And then it comes to, like, you know, beliefs. You know, Muhammad Ali used to always say he's the greatest. And I think he did it because he had to convince himself every fight, every time he stepped in the ring, because it's brutal. You know, it's a war in there that he's the greatest. And if you don't believe, people see weakness. People get it right away. Like, when I speak to you, I don't see weakness. You know, when I speak to you, I don't see. When I speak to anybody, I. but if, I, but if somebody sees weakness, they prey on it. When People should not see weakness like you have to believe in yourself not in an arrogant way not in a way that arrogance means like you say something that you know nothing about you know like me coming to Ben hey Ben I like what you're doing a good shepherd but I think I could do so much better <laughs> hey man come on Ben. you're not doing things right here and I have no experience I have no experience in it but I'm like man Ben shit I would be doing it this way if you were that's not that's just ignorance you know? So, you know, belief is like, okay, if anybody asks me about how do I get this to Australia, I could be like, here are your options because I know my business. You know, I know when it comes to logistic what needs to be done. Right? So, give me an example. Where do you think are strong in your beliefs are?
3: Strong in my beliefs? Yeah, what do you believe in? Oops, we're going to move the mic down. Um, something that I believe deeply in is... My musical like taste, my musical talent. Mention that exactly. Mm-hmm. So
2: you got to go. So how do
3: you? Why do you believe that? I believe that because I've been practicing almost every day for a long time. I have explored different things, searched up different artists, like went outside of my comfort zone in terms of like what I'm trying to find and stuff. Like going back in time, pretty much going to like older songs and stuff like that, like Harold Melvin and all that, like. Ancient and seeing how the music has changed over the years and how I can implement that into the songs that I want to create. So you're educating yourself mm-hmm. and then
2: you're learning and you're practicing. What like to me that's one plus one plus one equals success. Like you're doing all the bar- things that need success and under and then believing there has to be a point where you believe that. You know I I remember one guy. I I, I worked with him at an, a Mexican restaurant and this is like in the '90s, probably before you guys were born, and this guy. I, he thought he 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 was mis- Mr. R and B. Like he mi- he had all these songs. He would sing some of them. At work. I can't tell you the whole thing, but he'd sing some of them at work he'd sing half. And he, but he never stepped forward to let the public hear it to try to get a record deal because it was never right enough. I'm still working on it. Oh, I'm still working on it. Hey, Wallace, Wallace what's happening? I'm still working. I'm still working. And you know, about three years ago, four years ago, I went home and I went to the that Mexican restaurant He's still at that Mexican restaurant he's still making R&B songs that nobody has ever heard. And so there's got to be a time where you got to be like, in business, I always say, the smart people, you may not have all, everything ready and everything ready on time, but you, 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 in your mind, you believe that you're ready. And if you're not, you've you got to learn along the way. But there's got to be a time for you where you're like, I believe I'm better than what 95% of people are in this industry. And I believe I have added value. And I believe I'm ready, but I'm still open-minded that I'm going to learn As I move along and go forward. Um, That leads to skills. You know, skills, you know, some people are born with great skills. But you still have to hone your skills. Like I I went to school with a guy and he was like, I grew up in Canada and he was like a top, top hockey player. I mean, he made all the all-star teams when he was like 10 to 14. Everybody wanted him. He was like going to be like a top NHL prospect. But he got really comfortable with that. Everybody's telling him how great he is. And there was a guy, his name is Derek Armstrong, that played the same age as him. And I remember growing up seeing him. He would just be in the gym. He would just be working out, and he was quiet. And he just, in his mind, he just stuck to work. While my other friend, he just more or less became that cocky guy. Then he became a fighter on the ice. And long story short, Derek made it to the NHL. My other friend never did. And it wasn't because of skills. It was because he wasn't honing his skills. And, and, you know, I always say I'd rather, I'd rather be the guy that has zero talent and earned his talent than a guy that just with born talent. Because sometimes when you're just born with talent, you don't think you have to do much to get better get at it. Yeah. You get comfortable, exactly. And you've seen it in other courts, in other sports, in other activities, they get comfortable, and everybody's blowing up their head and telling them how good they are, and they feel they don't got to put in the work. There's very few, like, Kobe Bryants that know they're really skilled and putting in all that work. When you get to stardom, it's, to me it's easier, but it's when, like, nobody knows you. <laughs> are you going to do, like I tell my son, you want to be a great basketball player? You go outside, do 100 layups every day, 500 jump shots every day, and, and you'll get better. But is he willing to get up and do that every day? Not to me, people are. It's not a, you know, success is like a, a really hard, disciplined, a lonely path. Most people will tell you it's a lonely journey because you have to put in the work. You know, you have to put in the work. And skills come through what you just mentioned. C- practicing, learning the history, understanding. And then you'll get the talent, you know?
4: Consistency beats out um, talent
2: right. all the time. Exactly. Yep. So but whatever you-
4: And working hard beats out anything at the same time. Because if you have talent and you work hard at the same time, right, I think that gets you much further than if you have talent and don't do anything at all. Because you're, sh- you're wasting your potential and mm-hmm. what you can do in the field, right? because working hard at the same time (coughs) is it's great on its own but sometimes having talent just feels like you're lucky right it feels like you're on top of the world sometimes yeah yeah and that's where complacency
5: comes in you know um, our biggest enemy especially in uh, our society our culture is complacency that's what holds most people back yeah complacent
2: yeah it's 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 a lot of things to distract us absolutely you know a sad thing is like i've met a lot of people that work really hard like work hard you may know people in your circle that work really hard but they're just not work and they're exhausted from work they go to work every day they do what they have to do but they they're not moving forward because they're not working smart you know they're not understanding like it's a, it's a it's a and they're looking at other people that are getting ahead they're getting frustrated why am I not moving i've seen people like my age younger that been at jobs 10 12 years like okay during this this employment boom that we're having now I've seen friends like that are struggling to pay bills. And I'm like, you know, and, you're, and been at the same job for 10 years, getting their little annual increases. And I'm like, you know you could just get another job with the skills that you have and make so much more money and your world changes. But they can't see outside their, that box. They're conditioned in this one box of like, I've been at this job and I'll give you other hundred reasons why. Like I had a friend, she, you know, went had a job, She got the job she got out of college was a job she got th- from her mother, helped her get the job. And she was a counselor, and I was like, you know, you should go back to school, hone your skills. She got into Columbia, got her master's from Columbia, and she still had the same job that her mother got her.
4: Well, I think it's the fear that blinds the people, you know? Fear of exploring new things, fear of the unknown, you know? Yep. It's, it's what gets to people sometimes, because if you don't want to explore, right, you're just going to stay in the same place, and never move on never continue never grow from who you are or what you can become you know if you get rid of that fear not get rid of it necessarily right but acknowledge it and then try to work through it mostly because if you get if you work through the fear you'll find out that the world it's much bigger than what it seems in your small little box right once you get complacent Right? You stay where you want to be, feel comfortable with who you are, the people you already know at work, right? But sometimes things like that don't necessarily matter. Because if you want to grow further than what you can, right? if you feel like you can achieve bigger, go ahead and try. There's no point of just staying behind and just having that feeling of growing and not doing anything with that feeling. Chase that feeling down and continue growth. Explore the unknown.
3: That's all I have to say. I'll, 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 I'll do something. So, I think, like, fear is also necessary. I think that, like, everyone needs to have fear at least once and that, like, having some type of fear is reasonable. Because fear stops you from being completely, like, in a dream-type world where you just believe that everything will go right. It helps you stay in reality, too. It helps, like, keep your... Um, your head down to the ground so that you can actually see what's going on around you and not like up in the clouds where like everything is like in your imagination in a way. It doesn't uh, make you delusional. Yeah. It's like
4: I, you forget what, you, what your goal is, you know? I, I would I agree with that to some extent. Um, I don't believe in
5: being fearful of the future because being fearful of the future is anxiety and mm-hmm. that's not helpful to anyone. But fear, right, there is a study done was, I heard this on a on podcast um, that I was watching that there was rats, right, and they were doing testing on them and there was two different, um, they had two different sections, right? There was w- one rat who had cheese at the end of the maze and there's these other rats who had cheese at the end of the maze but also had cat noises behind them. So... The, c- the mouses that just had the cheese at the end of the maze, they did it pretty okay. But the, m- the mouse that had the fear noises, which is the cats behind them and the cheese in front of them, they did exponentially better because you have to be running away from something, right? Like Michael Jordan, he didn't want to, he hated that place of complacency. Like that, that's, that's something that disgusted him understand what I'm saying? So that's what he was running away from and he was heading towards being his best self, being his greatest, the greatest w- version
4: of himself. I wouldn't say necessarily running away, right? But mostly moving forward, right? Cause running away seems like a bit negative to me in this connotation, right? But moving, keep moving on, right? Pursuing the things you want and not forgetting where you came from is very important. Because you hold the same values, you, you you would try to hold the same values, I would think, right? Throughout your life. If values do change, obviously, depending on the situation, if you have family, if you don't have family, but mostly your goal is to be as successful as possible in your life, To whether that be having money or whether that be uh, having a good family or a good job, right? Or having, well, good people surrounding you, whatever success means to you, right? So, I wouldn't say necessarily running away is a bad thing, but running towards something is better rather than running away. You're running towards your goal and not running away from the fear of, you know, being trapped behind. Yeah, uh, 100%. And the, the way I was using running away is like where
5: you don't want to, once you learn better, right? don't wanna go back into the same toxic habits that you've learned in the past. Mm-hmm. So you, you you wanna progress, right? And people I'm saying you use that quote unquote fear as a tool to m- separate yourself from the old toxic, you know, habits that you've accumulated in your past, right? And it it not all the time it's toxic, you know, just people if you want to live a certain lifestyle, there's certain things you don't do, right? So, you're—it's the process of change, and that—that's what you're going away me. from. Yeah. I'm gonna go
4: first. I'm gonna go first. yeah I just—I just disagree with the fear. If you want something, how would you know? If you want something, how would you know if you have that fear? If you're walking around like, okay, you gotta keep that fear. I would rather. I think I would be scared to not know that I'm capable of doing it and I didn't do it because I had that fear. Like I would wanna do it and where we get there when we get there. But like to have that, like I'm gonna be i am I'm gonna have a little bit of fear because I wouldn't go by that. Like I don't get that. Now what they me. mean by fear is like motivation, like Yeah, but fear is that's what I'm saying. They used fear. Like they used fear. So like as far as that, I wouldn't have
5: fear. Well undergoing um, I just want to say, you guys keep using the word um, complacency. Like, my question
4: is, what's wrong with complacency? You guys keep saying it's not good to be complacent, Correct. but if, from what I understand, complacency means to be pleased, right? Like, satisfied? Yes. Well, give so, me an example, real
2: life example of what you. Give me a real life example, example of, 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 of happy complacency, in your opinion. And there's no wrong in it. What's happy complacency?
4: I, I think it was like, my grandma, for example. She, She's,
5: like, 93 years old. She's complacent. She's. No, but you're, no, 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 you like
2: you, you, you that's content, are, you. sorry.
5: Okay, so what's the definition of no, no, complacency? No,
2: no, 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 let's just stick on complacency for you. What is it, what is your, what would you say right now would be like complacency for you that would be a happy complacency? And I'm going to answer you about fear. I don't want to go off too many different tangents, but let's talk complacency. Happy
5: complacency? Um, I mean, based off of what I understand, complacency means it means satisfying.
2: Okay. L- let me let, let me say something. Can real I read
5: quick. the definition. Uh, sure. Go ahead. Complacency, feeling smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements. Right. Okay. So you've reached a plateau, and you're like, yeah, I'm there. That's it. I don't have to do nothing else. That's the attitude that I'm talking about. That's oh, what complacency is. Okay. So is. my definition of complacency was totally
2: wrong. All right. Let me um, say a couple things. Let me speak on fear. I think most successful people will tell you that fear is a common part of their, their, their life. You know, I experience fear all the time. And, you know, I face it and I push forward. You know, it's like looking over that cliff, not wanting to jump, going to that pool. But fear, like, I like that analogy with, with, with the rat. Uh, you know, fear and pushing yourself to levels that you didn't think you could get to creates a pattern of success and understanding that you can overcome anything. So I think without fear I think it leads to a life that where you're not really challenging yourself. You know, I think you have to continue to challenge yourself, continue to recreate yourself and continue to try to to move forward and accomplish things because you know, I look at myself is that, you know, you're not going to get everything done in a lifetime, but you want to make sure that you're leaving behind others to follow and I even see with my kids a lot of things that I think they've learned the lesson that they learned hasn't been from me like telling them it's been from them seeing what I'm doing observing observing. like one thing I like to instill with them and I I want them to see is that I work hard Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to get to the point where they think they can just not work hard to achieve certain things they see me getting up every morning they see me going to work they've come to work so I want if anything I want to leave them with the example is that my dad worked hard (laughs) you know He worked hard. He didn't have anything come to him. Now, with regards to complacency, I think it's a very fine line between satisfaction and complacency, right? So I think, like your grandmother's analogy, she's satisfied. Like, you know, I'm satisfied with the house that I'm living in currently. You know, those are things that you can say, you know, I'm happy with. But to say that complacent means, in my mind, settling. And to say that You've capped yourself, and you're not going to try to reach your true potential, and you're just being like, 100%. Oh, I'm not going to do this because I'm good. But and you know in your mind, maybe if you push yourself a little bit more, you, you, you could do better. But there could be a point where, like, for example, like real estate-wise, could I buy more buildings and go deeper into buying more real estate? Absolutely, but, I, but I'm happy with what I have real estate-wise, and I think I have another purpose. I like doing what I'm doing here. I like, you know, I want to, you know, grow further in my logistics business. So, you know, I would say I'm I'm not complacent when it comes to real estate. I'm just satisfied with that route. Like it served its purpose. It served its, its purpose, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think as young people, you know, I've seen people cap themselves or allow people to cap them. Like even when I look for real estate in a realtor, te- I get calls all the time. They're like, you know, hey, Sean, you know, we found a property, blah, 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 do you like? And I'm like, oh, it's okay. And then they'll say in the next question, so what are you looking for? And I always give them the same answer all the time. I'm looking for a deal. Show me a deal. They're like, well, what's your price range? I said, I don't have a price. Not that I, I, in my head I do, but I don't want you to, like, you see a property that you think I can't afford, mm-hmm. but it's a great deal. Let me be the one to say no to that deal. So bring whatever you have to me. And let me make that decision. And I think as young people, complacency will lead to people capping you. Like I've seen people at work get overlooked because, oh, we thought she's happy. And in her mind, she's like, I would have loved that job. I would have loved to been a manager. But the way her personality, her body seems like she just goes to work or he just goes to work, punches in, doesn't make much of a noise, does their job, and never really shows that they want anything beyond the current role that funny. they have.
4: she would have been more
2: let's like say he uh, it had it would have been that yeah. she say she it, it
4: wouldn't that, fear doesn't work that's why i made that's the what distinction I'm
5: saying. that's why i made the distinction between yeah, fear your, in the future your, um, and fear no, the fear rise. in the past yeah, yeah. and i do, and i don't right. believe anyone should hold fear in their heart like that's unhealthy right. i'm not i'm not advocating for that and
2: i hear your point and i am trying to think of a better word like that i have personally like for example like when i'm trying to grow and move to the next level is it a fear? It's it's a it's a nervousness, I guess. Maybe maybe I'm not using. Maybe I I agree with you. Let me stand corrected. Maybe it's a little bit of a nervousness, an uncertainty of yeah, will nervous I, nervous. will it's I will, will I get there? And this is why it's good to have open discussions and keeping it you know and never putting your ego up front because maybe fear is a wrong word. Maybe the best word is uncertainty. Yeah,
4: being uncertain. Yeah, but
2: uncertainty makes you nervous and makes you not want think that puts your foot in a mud. And I have to fight myself constantly to be like. Okay, Sean, you got to get comfortable. You got to get uncomfortable to get comfortable again. Even though I say it, I got to keep reminding myself it's time to get uncomfortable. It's time to get uncomfortable.
5: Uh, one, one more thing I wanted to say. Look, um, when I was speaking on that, was, there's levels to this, right? Because people who work themselves from zero, right? When you're at zero, a lot of the tools they have is not happiness, it's not satisfaction. It's uncomfortable, it's fear. That's, that's all the tools they have to work with. Do you understand what I'm saying? So being at that level, that's where fear can be used as a tool to motivate yourself to get out of that situation. Yeah, only That's then. Only then. Yeah. <laughs> We're not carrying the
4: baggage with us our whole lives.
2: Yeah. All right, I just wanted to clear that up. Okay. <laughs> this is why this has been an amazing class because everybody uh, gives so such strong. To say
4: that fear comes in many different types oh. of forms, you know? Because you have different types of fear because we all fear different types of things, right? Fear of staying at the bottom, fear of staying in the middle, or fear of not going. It's just a broad spectrum when you say uncertain. That's why I sp- specified fear mostly, because when you can identify fear as to your definition personally, right? You can f- say you're afraid of not reaching your goal at the moment, right? That That is a good fear to have, because it will help you motivate yourself further. Or you can say you're afraid of being stuck at rock bottom underneath someone else's shoe, right? want to push further than that, you don't want to stay there, you want to feel more important.
2: I'm going to say one more thing on fear, because I just thought about it. Like, I do have an overall premise fear. Like, I have a fear of, like, not setting the fo- right enough, enough foundation so that my kids can prosper. You know what I mean? So my grandkids are not going to be, I don't want them to repeat, like, I don't think, like, I for example, I tell like you now, you I, I load up 300-pound barrel, 200-pound box, I start this business from scratch. I don't want my kids to be doing that. God willing. Hopefully I can set the business up well enough that they're not doing that. I don't want them to be having to sleep on a rug the way I sleep on a rug to get, to treat, I'd rather them, every generation should leap forward. And that's how you kind of build generational wealth, you know? So my fear is like, do I have enough time left? Am I teaching the right things? Am I m- making the right decisions that's going to allow them to like, because after a while you realize like life does, is not about you. It's about like the next because we're we're who you yeah we're in this world for a days. really small time, you know what I mean, and it's like you wanna in my head, you wanna have a presence where like there's another set of people can take off from where you left, mm-hmm. they may not even know your name, like I don't know you know my mother immigrated from the Caribbean, and i i don't I know part of her immigration process here, but maybe her grandmother, -grandmother, great-great-grandmother gave them a house that they could live in where she was able to uh, have enough money to save, to be able to move to, In certain, there's a pattern, you know what I'm saying? That you can, that you want to be able to let people continue to move forward, so I I, I have that fear all the time. Am I doing the right thing? Am I staying in something too long? Should I move? Should I get into something else? Should I leave something else? Even with my logistics business, I mean, I was in it for a long time when it really wasn't making money. It was doing certain things, and I was always questioning, should I just like not do this? You know, am I really, because your, invi- your most valuable asset is what? Yourself. Time. time well. And I put a lot of time into that business, my adult life, basically, and am I getting the rewards that i happy with, you know? So, and those are the things I'm always debating. People put a lot of time and resources into things. Like I explained to my friend that, you know, is doing, trying to do this big development that put a lot of time into it and hasn't really got a return on his time yet. You know, and I can't tell you like my if, if the return on the time I'm completely satisfied with. Um, so let's let's go and talk about the next slide. Seven tips to writing a strong personal brand statement. This is like something you should probably take a picture of and understand. Like, it's like I don't use the word fear again. We're overusing it, but sometimes people have, I, my, including myself, have a fear to keeping it real with yourself and knowing like what you need to do, and keeping it a hundred. So you know, list your attributes. Find out one or two things that separate you from the competition and make you unique. This is a tough little exercise to put yourself through. And, you know, you may never, it may take you a while to complete it, but that's okay. Choose an audience. An industry where your skills are most useful and yield the highest return. So, in real life, example of that. Give me an example where you can list your attributes and then they tie into an audience that can you, that you can, that would need those skills?
3: Job into public
4: speaking, right? right, and business management, where you can communicate to a broad audience, right, and manage, let's say you have your own business, right, you run your own company, you have to speak to multiple people, right, have meetings, right, and understand where they're coming from, what are the issues with the business, and what are the issues with uh, with the company itself. So you can use public speaking and business management to help out with certain things. Those are two skills you might wanna learn or attributes as you say. So
2: let me ask you a question. What happens if you found out, okay, if people, people, people keep telling you but that you're a good writer, you're a good writer, you're a good writer, but you wanna be a musician, how
3: do you line that up? Um, what I would do is that I would write lyrics. I would um, I would incorporate writing into music. So like, so what are you doing then? I I what are you doing What does that mean? What are you doing? Um, in theory, what are you doing? I'm just incorporating everything together.
2: You're aligning your skills with the industry. Okay. With what you want to do. And see, and that's what happens. A lot of people don't make that connection. They'll be like, for example, with me, you know, I wanted to be. You know, I, I love basketball. I would love to have been like a great bat, but I realized <laughs> I don't have that skill. And mm. I had, you know, so what can I align? What do I do well? And I always realized, like, with math, I skipped two grades in math when I was in high school, in college, and junior high, and high school. So I was like, okay, I'm already really good with numbers. You know, I have somewhat of an entrepreneurial spirit. And, I, and it took me coming to America because when I came here, I came here, I was like, I was going to be Mr. Wall Street. I worked for a number of firms. And I was like, I w- and then I realized I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> like, this. It was. It wasn't. I I don't think I would have succeeded far enough in the corporate world where I like to go because I. I don't think I played the political. I don't think I played the corporate game as well as like most people can play it. I didn't know it well enough. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand how you move forward and how you get. I know. I think I know it now in hindsight. But when I was younger, I don't think I was able to navigate as as fast as what I thought I could do. And I was like, you know what. When I was in college, I threw parties, I promoted, we packed houses. I was like, well, maybe my skill is really being an entrepreneur. And I really looked at my, when I was younger and a teenager, things that I did, they were all entrepreneur-related. And that's kind of even what convinced me to move from, you know, corporate world, which is a hard decision, to do entrepreneurialism and start my own business and do real estate and so forth. But I was just telling somebody yesterday, like, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to run your own business, if you're not good with numbers or if you don't know how to, like, juggle it's a tough industry because despite what you do you want to be a writer you want to be a musician if you want to work for yourself you got to know how to m- manage yourself your time you got to know how to manage money extremely well and, and you got to know how to juggle you got to be able to like okay I got this to pay that to pay I got this job and how do I make it all work it's not really about like doing what you love it's those little things is what keeps you afloat and keeps you going be um, be honest you know, being honest is, is something that if you're not honest with yourself, you're going to find yourself in a place you never even thought you'd be. Like You'd be like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Because you're not being honest with yourself. You're not telling yourself what you're really good at, for what you need to work on, for what you need to get better at. Um, so being honest is something that you have to continue to be with yourself and learn, understanding that I need to learn more. I need to understand. I may talk to talk and everybody's listening to what i have to say but in the back of your mind you may not know what you think you know and eventually it's going to it's going to back it's going to yeah. backfire on you
5: yeah. we always need to continue to keep learning yeah learning never stops for us
2: it doesn't especially like the world is evolving you have to learn even at a faster pace than what i learned at because the world i can guarantee you 5 years from now some of the tech technical stuff in this room is going to be dated <laughs> That is only five years. I even think, like, a mouse, keyboard, I just got to talk into it, as it's going to do everything we need to do. Things are going to get dated so quickly, so fast. These phones, like, look at phones 10 years ago compared to now. Flip phones, no text messaging, no apps. Apps have been only around, what, maybe 10 years? Yeah.
4: About.
2: Exactly. The flip, look how heavy that is. <laughs> Can you imagine a cell phone without apps? You can't even picture it now. And there is no apps. <laughs> um, make it memorable, you know. Your brand seems to be something that you can remember easily. You keep repeating in your head. Does anybody have a brand statement that they can think of quickly of what they would define themselves as? Nobody. Can
3: huh? Uh, can I could
2: think of one give you an example what's if my brand statement you may be smarter than me oh yeah, that's yours. <laughs> you may hard. be stronger than me but you're not gonna outwork me that's a good, brand statement. That's a good one huh that's a great one yeah. so I'm humble to people that are bigger than me stronger you know like <coughs> even like I go to a, a CrossFit gym and you know it's like I love going there because it humbles me because it's not about size it's not about gender <laughs> like they got s- people half my size you know, of the other gender, and they're killing me. in endurance and strength, some strength exercise I can't do. And they're lifting more than me, and it humbles me all the time. Because it's like, it's not according to size and weight and height and whatever. So I think keeping that in my head makes me respect people and understand that I'm not necessarily the smartest in the room. Like, example, where she just brought out, she was, when she was going with this fear thing. I was like, where's she going with it in, in my head? And then she explained her point very clearly. And I had to humble myself. And be like, she's exactly right. You know, and that's like keeps me grounded. Like I you don't need to be the smartest person in the room because you're not gonna learn. Um, so anybody else have a brand statement? Okay. And you know people have challenged me on that statement. One of the guys that I do the podcast, he's, there, he's editing this right now. He challenged me on that same statement. He's like, "Why would you say that?" And I said, "It's true. Like nobody's gonna outwork me, and that's what stays in my head." And I'm not saying there's nobody out in this world that doesn't. There's maybe somebody gets up at 4:30 in the morning and stays up until midnight and does more than I do in a given day. But I just keep that in my head to keep me motivated. Does anybody else have a brand statement? I have, I have a statement. I say, my, I just always say, God do not play upon me. Huh? Like God doesn't play upon me. Like if I, that's my statement for me need to get one you have to like at your age you got to start defining who you are I try to tell my son that I'm like you have to be a man of character and complete something take pride in your work
5: I was waiting for that word to pop up
2: yeah just because I instruct you to do one thing and you do it the way I instruct you to but it doesn't come out the way doesn't mean it's done right and I think that this generation a lot of generation of like well, this is how you told me to do it that that's that's just following instructions that doesn't mean you have to have your signature behind it But true that's leaders think outside the box. Yep. Yeah, that's More
5: detrimental to everyone. That's not helping any, everyone. And true leaders think outside the box. True leaders serve others.
2: Let me give you an example. Your leader right here, we had a conversation a couple days ago, Ben. He's not a leader. He's a leader. Ben's <laughs> a leader. <laughs> uh, uh, Ben's me to Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of your leader, the things that he does behind the scenes that you guys don't realize. Mm-hmm. So we, have, we, you know, we went to the stock exchange a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. And before I could call Ben and tell him my idea, Ben texted me, and honestly, I was about to text me. He texted me, he was like, hey, Sean, I was speaking to the company that was there. I don't know if I should name the company. And I'm trying to get them to work with us and sponsor so I can get mentorships for the students so Clean can be more on our calendar and blah, blah, blah. Nobody told Ben, the leader, that he has to go to this Stock Exchange event and then figure out ways in which to grow his program. He was just supposed to go attend, write a nice little email, tell all his superiors, like, great event. The kids loved it. They learned a lot, blah, blah, blah. But he was more like... Thinking, how can I get more out of this? Taking initiative. Taking nope. initiative. How can I get more? How can I do more? For about l- how can I do more? Save the company money, get more, get bigger output. And that's like, he would have done a great job. Check, check, check. They went to the event. They all came back safe. They all had great lunches. They all went down on the floor. But it was like, I'm going to dive deeper with this and see if I can get, rinse more out of this one contact that I met. And that's like when you just mentioned, like, the difference between people that just are programmed to do their job. Because a program person would just have brought you guys, and that's it. But the deep thinker guy, and I don't think his boss was like, hey, Ben, who did you meet there? Is there more that you can get from them? It was him taking, he's laughing, it was him taking that initiative saying... I can go deeper with this relationship. I can save the company money. I can get more things involved and get mentorship at that company for you guys and, make, and evolve the program. And since we've been working together, to this day now doing this, we have evolved the program. And I even can't even remember how we met, but we have evolved the program and try to always continue to do bigger and better things. So when I say, of like, yes, you are programmed. My son is programmed just to do, and I'm trying to break it out of his system. If you're just programmed to do what you're told to do, then you will just be a worker. A robot. A robot. You will find complacency. Mm. You will have fear. You live your life autopilot.
3: You'll live your life. You'll be, live
2: awesome. your li- you'll be frustrated.
3: Live your life fear.
2: You'll mm. live your life so you have to know that you have to break that cycle. And some of it comes down like, you know, I'm a child mm. of an immigrant, so like coming to like a new country is overwhelming, and it just makes you want to sometimes just fit in. So we may get it from our parents that they're, because they came here and they feel like they have to, like, humble, they have to do this, but we have to break the cycle. Like, my mom was very complacent, my mom was very humble, nothing against her, because it's just, it's hard, it's overwhelming. You're coming to this, from a little island to this big country. You're trying to assimilate. You know, I can't even imagine how the world looked to her. Like, I can't even imagine what her first winter was like, you know, like never putting on a pair of boots, wearing open-toed shoes her whole life. And this snowstorm comes, and you still have to find your way to work, get on this bus, and the ice you've never seen. So I can understand like what it would do. In the intim- and there's no internet. So there's no like Google dot, 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 Canada, or the US, to get an idea and get all these pictures. You're just coming off a plane. I remember my brother when he came in the, in the, in the 90s, in the 80s, maybe. I'm like Tony. When you come, you, you're coming in in February. You need to have a jacket. Oh, no, I don't need to have a jacket. But we need to talk about it. <laughs> he came. That plane door opened back then. We could go. Up. He was drooling, tears, sweating because he had no idea <laughs> what winter really was. Like he had no clue. He couldn't speak. There was no internet for him to like research this and understand <laughs> what it was. So it's hard to judge people. Like you know. So does anybody have does everybody understands like is it, is, it, is it registering about creating that brand? And if you don't create that brand for yourself, somebody's going to create it for you and just think like, like the analogy we're talking about, that girl at work, the, the girl or the man or whatever at work that has their head down and seeing people get promoted around them and upset in their mind that they're not getting promoted and ask themselves why? Because they haven't created a brand for themselves. Nobody knows that you want to get to the next level. Nobody knows that you're looking for more money. People think you're happy. And it's very rare your boss comes up to you and like, oh, my God, Troy, you've been doing such an amazing job. <laughs> Come over to this new desk. Come and get this more money. How much more money do you want? You have to make your presence felt. <coughs> that even begins with, like, marketing yourself. You know, you guys have all these tools that some, not all, you know, take for granted. Like Instagram is a great marketing tool. Yeah, you can use it to tell everybody what you're doing and put a picture of yourself drinking coffee and and putting yourself walking down and holding up your phone as you walk down the street. And anybody of those people that walks down and holds their phone up and (laughs) or at a party in their own little world and dancing dancing to their phone (laughs) (laughs) I uh, dancing to their phone (laughs) and not look a care of anything else around them. And their phone is up all night to themselves dancing to their phone or they're walking and they're talking, hey, listen, teach his (laughs) zone. (laughs) But it's a marketing tool if you use it right. And I'm not saying, like, you turn into this, like, certain Thai Instagram (laughs) person now and you're, here's my resume, help me find it, you know. But you can kind of start defining who you are and what you stand for. Like, I look at my social media as there's no more photo albums. You guys probably don't even know what photo albums are, but back in Ben and I did, there was a, there was, there was a book. We'd actually drop our film off at the drugstore, and we'd have to come back maybe, what, a week later, and we'd get this booklet, so excited to see it, of all these pictures, good or bad, because we don't know how they're going to come out, and then we'd put them in this clear al- on omb- this book, that we'd put a little clear thing on top of it so your fingerprints don't get on it. We called that a photo album. But... And, you know, if I want to see my great-grandparents in some houses, I would look through photo albums that now my sister has, actually. And every now and then she'll take a picture and send me the picture on the photo album, so then I'll be able to save it on my phone. Can't you just photo scan it to turn it on? Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm still dated. You You see that? (laughs) So my point is, this is your photo album now. Your social media is your photo album. And this is things that, in my opinion, it could alter a little, but your great-grandchildren, your grandchildren, this is how they're going to know who you are. So if you were that person at the club doing all kind of crazy things, guess what? More than likely, that's how your grandchildren, I believe, could be wrong, are going to be like, you know, I know, are going to look through that. because And I have any friends that passed away. You, you look through their old Facebook pi- pictures and stuff like that. So, you know, your print and social media is going to define who you are. And there's so many people, including myself, even when I bring tenants, I go to their Instagram and, and Facebook, and I look and see like what type of person this is, and it says so much. Like I was telling, them, when I look for tenants now, Facebook, um, what's that um, marketplace? Yeah. Oh, it's the best place to find the best place to list for tenants because so, when they apply, their Facebook is attached to their name, and all I gotta do is click, <laughs> and the things I have seen. <laughs> an application cannot describe the things that I've seen in some people applying to me for an apartment. I'm like, oh my God, did you not think I was going to click over (laughs) to your Facebook page (laughs) to see what kind of person you are? And I think there's that connection is drawn. So you have to really understand like things you put out there are going to define who you are, you know, and I think you should use those things to, to market and grow. Like, I'm still getting used to even, like, my your generation is okay to reach out to people on Instagram and, like, set up time to meet or set up time to hang out. You can meet an Instagram friend and eventually connect. My world didn't work like that, but it's something I push myself to do, to connect a lot through Instagram and different things because I think it's the way in which people, you know, meet. Um, Stay updated. We talked about that enough. Stay current. You know, and... Always show confidence. Everybody that spoke today, I believe, spoke with confidence. Definitely, 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 definitely. You got to carry that through. You got to carry it through. You got to continue to speak with confidence. And if you're speaking on something and you're not confident about it, what does it tell you? You don't know enough about it. Thank you. You don't know enough about it, so what do you do?
4: Do your research. You learn.
2: You, you learn.
4: Try to find out more about the subject so you can have more confidence in what you're speaking about. Yep.
2: Correct. And if you and it's and it's nothing wrong in saying, hey, you made an interesting point. I don't really know a lot about that right now. I'm gonna get back to you on that. You know, let me let me table back to your channel back to you on what you just talked about. You're
4: absolutely right. There's nothing wrong in saying that, but some people just don't say that and try to. BS their way through the conversation. Like, they're ta- they, they, like, they know what they're talking about, but they really don't, you know? It's quite <laughs> hilarious sometimes, because you can tell they're BSing, <laughs> but you just don't want to call them out, just because you want to call them
2: and, out. And You're just going to take the words from me. Does anybody really ever call out a BSer? No. Uh, not really. You let them BS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but you, In your back of your mind, you already know. Like, I, listen, I have group chats with friends I went to school with, and I'm not sure you guys, I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed to admit it. Within my group chats, they have my 20 friends, we have, have subgroup chats where we talk about the BSer in that group chat. Oh. <laughs> you have them, right? Am I lying? And can you imagine the BSer ever found out that you guys have created a subgroup to talk about how much this person BSes? They, how that, they wouldn't even know what to do with it. They wouldn't even know that we, they realize, the BSer doesn't even realize that he knows or she knows that you're BSing. They'd be like, you have a, I, And I always ask my friend, do you have a subgroup about me? Please tell me. Like, I would not, <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> because I, you may have a subgroup about me, about the BS and I, because... And so, it comes down to being honest. And not like, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room, to, you know? Yeah. And today was a perfect example.
5: And even so, like, let's say you don't know much about something. You, you don't know much about it, but you can still say, listen, this is my belief. And prove my do- belief wrong, all right, let me go do take some research on that,
4: all right, be open s- about it. It takes some real strength to say that, though. Yeah. Well, she does, said it today. She said, you
2: know what, I didn't understand the word complacent, and you explained it to me. Did anybody think she's stupid? Is no. she one of the smartest people in this room? No. Not Absolutely. Any- not
4: everybody has a strength she has, you know, because yeah. a lot of people have their own type of way of thinking. They, they're timid, right? They say some stuff, and then they get timid when they get called out, so yeah, a lot of people change their mind real quick when you call them out. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't call out with BS because then, you change the tu- you try to change the subject real quick. Well,
5: well, out. well look,
4: listen, you you should you should you should call them out. But th-
5: I think it builds character, builds strength, right? You call someone out, and you don't let them get away with it, and they they know what to do from their point on, and they can't say, oh, I was ignorant
4: this whole time. But you yeah, and you got to
5: you got you got
2: There's, there's well, a pulse in the room as well. You gotta yeah. yeah, you got to yeah. know yeah. Yeah. You the. You don't want to be too. that guy yeah. too that's... Where a conversation, like you're in a big meeting, and the person is bsing, and you just change the whole narrative of the meeting to call somebody out. Right, well,
5: there's a exactly. professional way to do it. of course.
2: You can pull them aside after, but sometimes you look like then you become the person that thinks they know it all. So like, th- is a time and place. Exactly. I know we got to wrap it up soon, right? I saw Glenn uh, Ben come out with the the big certificates and cash that we got. There's the no cash. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> but there's I always like to leave no with, with <laughs> <certificates>. <laughs> tips to help you live clean. All right. Um, Identify your gift and your dream. We talk about it so much, you know. Write down your goals. You guys got that beautiful book from Cross River Bank. Write down your goals in it. Stay open minded to constructive criticism. Align yourself with the right people. As youth, it's very important to choose your friends wisely, choose them wisely. I'm always resetting sometimes. Some people sometimes some people, you know, you just outgrow them or they outgrow you. Yeah. And it's nothing personal.
4: You don't. You don't. You're not. The, you don't stay friends with the friends you had in mm-hmm. elementary school. You know they outgrow you. You outgrow them, yeah. and yeah. you sometimes move on. It's it's yeah. the way of life. It's
3: life. Sometimes yeah. you
2: know and sometimes they're pulling you to do things that you just don't have the time for. Like you know, Friday may be your study night, and they're just pulling you to hey, come out, hang out Friday. Or you know, like I always say, I like if I'm going to party, it cannot affect the next day, meaning that I'm not going to be sleeping until two in the afternoon to recover from the night before.
3: That's uh-huh. That's I like that. Yeah. I'll like go that out with makes. you,
2: but I I got to be able to be able to have a fresh day the next day. So then I, that limits how much I drink. That, that limits what I, do. what I do. How long you stay out. You stay out. I'll yeah. hang out with you. But you're I... White
3: girl wasted.
2: White girl wasted. Yeah. <laughs> so... Those little disciplines help you stay focused. And, you know, you party with the boys or the girls and and wake up with the men or the women. That's how I was looking at it. Party with the boys wake up with the men. Like, you got to have that discipline. Um, Stay on your path to success. So important to stay on your path to success. Um, The next thing is failure is a great learning tool. It is, you know, and I think if you're gonna achieve success in life, you're gonna definitely fail a lot more than you succeed, but you're gonna grow so much from those failures. And you're not even looking at them as failures. I can't look back at my life and be like, I failed in corporate America and now I'm a failure. You know, I just look at it like what I got out of everything I learned putting together these decks is what I learned a lot working in corporate America and I just leverage those skills and put them into something I thought I was better at. Yeah. Chip away at it, we always talk about man, we're trying to get to what? First base.
3: Second, third. Take it step by step.
2: Right. We're not swinging for the fences unless we see the perfect ball coming our way and then we're still not going all in. The name of the game is consistency. Um, Have thick skin. So important. Because when you're trying to push the envelope and go into directions that people are not used to seeing, you get a lot of pushback. You get a lot of pushback. You get a lot of people questioning what you're doing, making you ask yourself, is, is there really a market for this or that, but you ha- if you've done your homework, you've done your research, and you have the belief and the knowledge, like where I'm trying to take my business, I know logistics, I know the, the need that's out there, and like I'll refine it, but nobody's gonna be able to tell me that th- what I'm saying is not true. You, know? um, <coughs> you, move, you remove your op- emotions and never close an open door. I would change that, maybe explore an open door. I wouldn't say close, because uh, some open doors may not be the right open door for you. Some more, I think it would explore an open door. Do not
3: burn bridges. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, on, on that one, I might, Which like... Which one? The burning bridges? Burning bridges. I think that there are some times that you have to burn some bridges. There are some bridges where, like, it's, it's in, like, a toxic way that's not beneficial to you, and you have to burn those. You can right. exit professionally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> about yeah. like you know, that's about that, a that a is that is true, but
2: like, yeah. like yeah, don't have to pr- But like,
5: look, listen, when you do that, when you exit professionally, right, you don't have to always go back to that business partner. You don't have to always go, go back to right. seeing that business partner ever again. It's just but it's still open, there's still right. opportunity
2: there. Like I can give you from a like a, a sports analogy, like basketball. Yeah. If I'm playing basketball and a guy's talking talking to me, getting in my head, getting in my head. My goal is not let him think he's getting in my head. My goal is to be cool, and like if you, you can't get to me.
4: You drop thirty on his head right there.
2: Huh? <laughs> he could drop thirty on me, and I'm gonna be like, try to get thirty-two, bro. You drop thirty on him after. Yeah, hey. but I mean, I think in life, you should not let people show that they're gonna get to you. Like they got to you, they got under your skin, they they were able to push you your personal. buttons. Yeah. Because
4: yeah. if they see that, they start picking at it more.
2: They start picking at it more. Mm-hmm. They know, so it's like so like you were saying, if it was a toxic situation. You can be like you know, this is great, I really, I, I got a lot of learning out of this experience, I think you're a great person, but it's not for me.
3: <laughs> have a nice day.
5: Regulator. Have a nice it's day. Simple. But what, simple. Happens,
4: like that. But what happens in business when the person is corrupt and you have to sue this person, yeah. you because know, there's so many corrupt people, you know, and
1: you, I, I'm going to sue you, but, you know, I try to end things nicely, but at the same time, you know, like in
2: business, people like I was in a seven year lawsuit. A guy was trying to sue me for a bill that I didn't want to sell it to him anymore. He he didn't meet his terms of the contract. It took me seven years of court over a hundred thousand dollars I spent in legal fees. You know, when we went to trial for a month, the the guy's lawyer, he was actually a really nice guy. I wasn't the smartest lawyer in the world, but he was a really nice guy. And at the end, like we shook hands and I was like, you know, you did a great job You know, he said, Yeah, I know you did a good job too and I, I, I didn't have any bitterness towards him. He was even though he, he tried to get me on the stand, he tried to make me He's it just was, doing his job. He's just I doing think. his job. The guy that yeah. had the lawsuit against me, yeah, do I like him as a person? No. Do, I, do, do I believe in his values? Yeah. No, but if, I saw, if he came in here today, I'd be like, hey, what's up? How are you? And keep it, I'm not going to be like. Keep it civil, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't, like that energy, you know. I, I see people a lot, I had explained, like people that carry around, carry around that energy of anger and hate and grudges, and grudges. It's so, it's so their growth is limited. You know what I'm saying? That's the growth is limited, so I try to let it go. At that moment, I'm gonna be upset. Don't get me wrong. I'm human. Everybody is, but you gotta you gotta let it go and do and do. It's like a matter. It's a matter of just loving yourself, knowing that you know. In order for me to grow, I gotta let this go.
5: Yeah, things happen. On, what are it, you gonna get out of, out of holding on to this? Yeah. Nothing. No, you're just gonna waste mad energy. You're gonna feel the same frustrations through, which is not good for you because frustration really makes you sick. Right. Yeah. I think what Sean is really display is just like be be forgiving person don't, don't and what, have malice in your heart.
2: Yeah. And what happens if you see that person again and you and you have to work with them again? Are you gonna walk out the room? I've seen people, I can't work with that guy, and stop their growth. So what happens to the person that you're angry? You have to work with them again. Some project that you're gonna say no. You're gonna have to. You're gonna know how to align yourself and how to do things, but you're not gonna let that stop you. They would have to tell me if I, that same guy that wanted to. Buy my building, went to corporate, and they were like, "There's a project," and I'm like, "And I see him coming on." And I'm like, "All right," but I know my exposure to him. I know like how to navigate the boundaries. The the exact word, the boundaries. Um, Deal with a sense of integrity. I can't say it more and more and more. Take pride in what you do. If something is not done in the way that you know it wasn't be done, just acknowledge it. Like I've been trying on this, but I can't get it the way you want it done. I'm trying. Help me. That's still pride and integrity. You know what I mean? If my son came to me. Dad, I followed all your instructions on how to clean the one, but they're not coming out the way you need to get it done. I respect that. I'll be like, okay, let me show you again. Let's do it again. But he's just like, well, I did it the way you told me. I did it the way you told me. I don't understand what the problem is. You, this is the way you told me to do it. This is how you told, to you told me to do it. 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 And I was like, think outside the box. Get the job done. Take pride in what you do. Um, focus. Follow one's course until successful. And that means, you know, sometimes you may have to adjust, you may have to navigate, but stay on course. What stops people from the success is what I call a four-letter word, life.
4: Course is not always a straight line either. It's never. It's
2: never. If you guys think your success is going like this, you're sadly mistaken. It's it's hills and valleys, lefts, rights. Um, And the last thing, be a trailblazer trailblazer, and set a path to others to follow. You know, there's so much room in this world that we're living in today for recreating, growing. You know, we can name 100 companies that didn't exist 10 years ago that are now top companies out there. That 10 years ago, they didn't even exist. We didn't even know what their name was. You know, if somebody told me when I was young, there's going to be a top company that makes phones that I walk around with. And I'd be like, what's it going to name? Thicks? No, it's called Apple. You're like, now you think you you relate Apple with a phone. But we related Apple with an actual (laughs) Apple. I'm like, why would they name it Apple? What do you mean, Apple? That's a company, tech company making this? Yeah, so there's room for creativity. There's room for opportunity. And uh, yeah, that's it. Financially clean. Thank you,
4: Sean, for everything you taught us. It was a great, great class, great eight weeks, you know, very amazing. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Mr. 850, yeah, yeah, yeah. you taught us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All
5: right.
4: Anybody else want to say anything?
5: I said thank you as well, yeah. <laughs> did you wear
2: that hat just for me? I love that <laughs> 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 Alright, thank you guys, man. You guys are great, honestly. I don't want to say it for all the other students listening, but you guys were an amazing class. Like, your questions and your comments, even today, was, I don't know how Ben picked you guys. He's a hand pick <laughs> this all-star team. Oh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what he himself. did, but you guys were all really, really great, and you pushed me too to think sure i got out what i was trying to say and you pushed me a little which is good so we had a great time it was great yeah. you, ben, okay.
0: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more